Hello, my name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. You're listening to this podcast to learn about heavy metal detoxification, emotional detox as well. And you can learn more about that at MyersDetox.com. Today we have a show about how to emotionally detox per se, how to be a more confident woman, uh, how to really work on your mindset and communicate that mindset, infuse that mindset into your professional work, your profession, uh, your personal life, into your relationships with your spouse, your partner, your children, your friendships, and really how to be a more positive, confident woman and bring more joy into your life. Bottom line, it's a choice, but it's also a skill set that one needs to learn and implement and practice. It's a, you know, confidence and joy are a practice. And my friend Susan Leahy is coming on the show today to talk exactly about that, how to be a more confident woman. So if you're listening to this show, you probably want to learn more about heavy metal detoxification and chemical detoxification because they dramatically impact our health. Heavy metals and chemicals, toxins are the number one primary driver of disease today. So if you want to learn more about your risk for heavy metal toxicity and its impact on your health, please go to metalsquiz.com. Take this two minute quiz to learn about your potential levels of heavy metals. Toxic metals are one of the biggest contributors to fatigue. My name is Wendy Myers and in my decade of research, I have discovered that toxic metals affect mitochondrial performance. Your mitochondria are little cells powerhouses that make your body's energy. And toxic metals like arsenic, aluminum, thallium, and cesium, those poison enzymes that produce energy in your body. These toxic metals are found in your air, food, and water. They're everywhere. They're unavoidable in our environment today. Everyone has them in their body. The question is what metals do you have and at what levels? Click the link below to take my quiz to evaluate your level of heavy metal toxicity. So my guest today, Susan Leahy, she is an MA and CSP. She's a co-founder of Group to Team Leadership Solutions Incorporated, a global consulting and training company that generates a culture of team by re-empowering the individual. Susan is also the creator of the Confident Woman program. For full disclosure, Susan happens to be a longtime personal friend, and I'm genuinely excited to have her on the podcast today because I love her and I believe in her work. Susan is a powerful, motivated, and fun woman, and I, I know you'll enjoy today's unique perspective about healing prosperities of confidence. You can learn more about Susan at confidentwomanprogram.com. Susan, thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, Wendy Myers, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so Susan and I have been friends for a very long time. You're an amazing speaker, and I'm so happy to have you back on the podcast because you have an amazing new program called the Confident Woman Program, and I just love talking to you. Um, you know, I call you for you know, just life advice and relationship advice. And you always have such positive, healthy, you know, amazing things to say. And so I love that you have this confident woman program to help women uh, become more confident, feel more empowered. So 
you know, this is, uh, you know, we became a really good friends because we both had parents who had passed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is a really formative experience because the death of my father motivated me to start, you know, MyersDetox.com. Mm-hmm. And can you share a little bit about your your mother's death and how how that it's kind of affected the work that you're doing now? You know, I, and you know, I have to tell, and I, before I go into this, this is what a good friend Wendy's been to me, is that when my mom passed away, um, sometimes people don't know how to talk about death and kind of friends can fall away a little bit. And when I lost my mother, I kind of went into a hole. And um, Wendy, you and one other person, one other friend just kept consistently calling me. And that still so lives in my heart, just you reaching out. And it wasn't about anything other than just checking in and saying, hey, I'm still here. And that still continues to be such a source of joy for me. And, and I think that, that experience for me with my mother's death and really learning about, you know, we all bump into our own mortality and that sense of how am I relating to myself while I'm, I'm here on this planet. And when you have a parent die or a friend die or someone pass, you, you start thinking about the way you're interacting with your own life. And the one thing that my mom really um, taught me in her life was that she was the creator of her joy. And sometimes I didn't understand that because even in the middle of her disease, she was still able to own, maintain, and be the creator of her joy. And, um, and I thought that was so fascinating because you see a lot of people when they get sick and you see a lot of people when they're well, not able to maintain their own joy. And what I found is that that really was the fact that my mom was a confident, truly confident, loving, brave, beautiful woman. And I wanted to just explore that conversation. And that's so much what this conversation is about is how do I have a conversation with myself that will help me maintain my joy. Yes, yes. And I, that's such a, a, a good conversation to have because I think so many people feel like they're a victim of their emotions or they're, they're passively experiencing their their thoughts du jour, you know, their thoughts yeah. of the moment. Or <laughs> And I think it's really important to talk about detoxing negative thoughts because I think our mm-hmm. our brain can kind of default to looking at problems in our environment to solve them, to try to survive. It's a very evolutionary type mechanism that our brains can default to and we have to consciously work to override override mm-hmm. that so what are some of your thoughts on like negative self-talk as a form of toxicity and you know how can we start detoxing those negative thoughts right well and you know what's interesting i think everyone's looking for health right it's this idea i've got to find the thing that's going to make me healthy and what's interesting is i think we all kind of keep coming back to that space of well it's here it starts here it starts here and it's what you're saying to yourself here and what implants itself here and how you're relating to yourself here that affects your health out there. And so I think that sense of how do you detox the negative self-talk, the two words that I would put in front of you is that we need to start identifying, am I stuck in a pattern or am I committed to being in a practice? Now, some of our patterns serve us. So patterns aren't negative, they're actually really normal. You know, if I if I didn't have a certain number of patterns during the day, I would have to, you know, I would have to think about everything and it would take me a million years to get everything done. So patterns serve us. But there are some patterns that we're stuck in that are not producing the results we want in our life. And so part of being confident and being in the confidence conversation is identifying what patterns am I locked in? What patterns am I locked in with food? What patterns am I locked in with my thinking? What patterns am I, you know, what patterns am I locked in? 
that are keeping me kind of stunted in creating the life I want. And when you identify those patterns, it's not about fixing the pattern, because that's where a lot of the negative self-talk gets stuck, is that women feel like they have to fix themselves, or there's a problem that is broken, I'm, I'm broken. And so we're actually still focusing on the problem or the pattern. So our goal is to really insert practices. How do we generate loving practices that are going to move me out of those unhealthy patterns and start really you know, propelling me towards the life that I want to create, towards the emotion that I want to feel, towards the love that I want to generate. And so those two words are really important to me, Wendy. It's like, am I stuck in a pattern? And if I am, how can I insert a practice that will support me to move forward? Yeah, I think that's so important to you to, to really be aware of that our, our thoughts produce this physical reaction in our body. So you can be mm -hmm. thinking negative stuff. Why me? Why do I have this health issue? What's you know, like, of, of course this happened, or, and you can start producing these inflammatory cytokines in your body, or you can also visualize healing in your body, visualize that you're, you're going to feel better, you're going to have more energy, and that produces a physiological response in your body that science shows can heal disease, can, can yeah. produce a, a positive response in the body. So you're, it's really important to really work on mindset really work on your thoughts and, and not controlling, but just being mindful of how you're thinking, how you're talking to yourself, because I have a huge effect on your, not only your emotional life, but your physical health as well. So let's talk about healthy confidence, because mm -hmm. people can have like a egotistical, like, yeah, I'm the bomb. Or, you know, some people can be very egotistical about, about themselves, but like, what is healthy confidence? What does that right. look like? Well, first of all, healthy confidence feels good, right? The sense of I deserve to feel good. And, and it feels good when I'm in a, a community where I'm, I'm enrolling other people in feeling good. Now we, we also talk about in the program, um, two different types of power, and, uh, and I think that the unhealthy identified ways we, we see confidence, we think people manifest confidence if I sit a certain way, if I project a certain image, if I act a certain way, and all the while internally I'm feeling really insecure. And there's a power, we're, we're sitting in one of two spaces with respect to how we relate to power. And one of those spaces is I'm in this power over struggle. Have you ever been in a relationship, Wendy, when you're kind of in a power struggle with someone that you're in relationship with? Never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I can confidently ask that question. <laughs> I have some power over you right now. All of our history. <laughs> no, but lovingly, like we've all been there, right? You've been in a relationship where you've had power struggle. I've been in relationship where there's been this power struggle and the power struggle is inherently because we're stuck in a power over way of thinking. So even when you think of disease, oh, this disease has power over me, you know, so somehow you become the victim to whatever it is that you're experiencing. And so you're struggling to fight with it rather than moving over to the other side. And to me, this is the fun work. It's am I in a power over paradigm or am I in a power with paradigm? The reality is whatever, whatever you're sitting in right now is not against you, it's for you. It's a part of your creation, it's a part of your life, it's a part of the tapestry of who you get to be on this planet and what you get to experience. And if you can create a relationship that's built with power with, 
rather than power over, then all of a sudden that level of confidence feels so different because over here we might try to project confidence, but it's really rooted in insecurity. You know, authentic presence and confidence is really when you're in a space where you're relating to the things and circumstances in your life from a power with uh, perspective. Yeah, and it's it can be so easy to, you know, I think get, get caught up in negative self-talk and then kind of like you're in a, a social situation, you're having to project confidence and it doesn't feel authentic and then you're you're insecure about that. You know, yeah. it's just like, it, I don't know, it's it's really important to have this skill set to yeah. to like how it's, no one's really teaches the teaches us this stuff, like how to be confident, unless you have like your mom, maybe, but you know, but how to be an, an authentically confident person. It's an absolute skill set. And, you know, it's a practice mm -hmm. uh, that you have to kind of learn these skills and then practice them, which is I, why I'm so excited why you created this course. Because I feel yeah. it's like you took all of your just amazing kind of perspective and kind of a long history of, of learning all these things and putting them into a course where I want to take this course because <laughs> I love I love talking to you and getting your advice and it's great it's like in a course in a structured manner which is yeah. great. So part of the course is the confidence flow model. Yeah. Um, you know, how can women listening right now use this to support themselves so, so they can, you know, be more confident, live a healthier life? Well, I want to first say I intentionally named it the confidence flow model because I want to put our period front and center. You know, we need to talk about a woman's flow. Part of our power is our cycle. Part of our power is that we are cyclical beings. You know, the sense that we as women, we know inherently how to flow. We understand this as a, a way of being. And so confidence, first and foremost, confidence is not something that you have to find. Confidence is something that you have to allow. So it's already in you. And what's so fascinating is if you hear a group of women talk, it's like almost more acceptable for everybody to talk about how insecure they feel and how silly they feel and how dumb they feel and how, you know, whatever. They, there's a sense of like there's this social acceptance for people to, to, to talk about their insecurities. And, and, and it's like, we didn't have to go find our insecurities. They're already there, right? So what if your insecurities are just the other side of your confidence? So instead of trying to, and I do this kind of, cause I'm a whole person, it's my entire heart. And what's inside my heart are my insecurities and my confidence. And they sit side by side and that's what makes me great. And I wanna have the capacity on this planet to feel it all, to dance with it all, to be able to be okay with it all. I don't want to deny my insecurities and try to fix them because then I'm spending a whole lot of time focusing on them. I just want to know that they're there and then move in the direction of really living a life that's feeling good. And that's really about me allowing my confidence to flow. And so the confidence flow model is the way that I relate to um, letting the confidence flow from me. Um, and I'm hoping, and, and I'll tell you, for me, the confidence uh, the, the Confident Women program is not me telling women how to be confident because you can't do that. You know, women have to be on this journey for themselves. So really, the Confident Women program is just my conversation. And I'm delivering it as an invitation for women to think more intentionally about their conversation. And so the confidence flow model starts with conversation. What is the internal conversation that you're having with yourself? What are you saying to yourself? How are you validating yourself? Um, what's, what's the default emotion? I'll tell you what my default emotion is, is angry Alice. 
when I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, as happy as I could be and as confident as I want to be, when I'm tickled by my insecurities, which sometimes I am, angry Alice becomes the conversation in my head. And she takes, you know, she, so it's identifying what's your default emotion and what's your default conversation so that you can start looking at it instead of believing you are it. I'm not angry, Alice. She just comes out sometimes, you know? And so the conversation is a really important piece because the conversation controls this next level, which is personal permission. So what level of permission are you giving yourself when you walk into a room, when you engage in a conversation, when you have something to share? This level of permission is either keeping your hand down, keeping your mouth shut, keeping you kind of, you know, feeling a little bit like you can't really be in the space, or are you giving yourself permission? You know, it's that personal permission. And after that, your permission affects your level of participation, you know, how you actually engage. And we want to think about our, our level of participation related to that power structure we talked about. Am I participating in the world with a power over paradigm? I'm going to arm wrestle my way through every conversation and beat everybody because I'm right, you know, and or I'm going to be in some competition or am I going to be like, no, I'm, I'm here to create a certain type of energy. So how I participate at an energetic level, it, it really exudes confidence. So these levels, how it flows. And then ultimately, once I play with this area of participation and we get into a lot around confident public speaking here, how do we present ourselves? The number one fear in the nation before death and spiders is public speaking. So giving people <laughs> some tools and tips to support them and how they can participate confidently in conversations. Um, and then ultimately that affects the impact that you're having on the planet. You know, what kind of impact that you want and where it all leads to. And this is, this is the big word for me is fun. That confidence is actually fun and that your life should feel fun and that your relationships should feel fun and that love should feel fun and that confidence, well, gosh, confidence is fun. So it's about increasing the level of, of real, authentic fun, sustainable fun that you're having in your life. Yeah. And I think it's so important to choose how we're going to show up like in the world, in our work and our relationships with our children and it's it's so nice to know that we're we're not victims to this this horrible inner voice that can really be just so so mean and that yeah. we can override that and just show up in a different way and really shine our light because i mean have you ever met those people where you know you walk into a room and you just see someone with a smile on their face and they're generally happy you just are attracted to them and those mm -hmm. people are attracting more things into their life Yes. then make them more and more and more confident and more and yeah. more happy, more and more joy. It's like you can choose to show up in the way that you choose. You know, yeah, that I am the want. chooser. You know, my, yes. my kids, the, one of the things I say with my kids every morning, we have what we call, and we do this in the Confident Women program as well, um, is that we have our family mantra, which is our family anchor. And so every morning I ask my kids, they're five and seven, I'm like, okay, so what's our family anchor? And they'll say, healthy, wealthy, happy and fun. You know, and they're five and seven. And so it's that sense of, oh, I lied. They're seven and nine now. Where'd that happen? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but seven and nine, and they've been doing it since they were, you know, three, three years old. And they get this, that they are the choosers. And so I'll ask them, I'll say, okay, so, well, this is our mantra. What are you choosing today? And, and some days they'll focus on, I'm choosing healthy. I'm choosing wealthy. I'm choosing fun. And, and that point that I am the chooser, that I am the creator and, 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 you know, I was talking to a woman the other day and she's got four boys. Her youngest has autism 
and um, she works a full-time job. Her husband works nights and she is pushed to the brink. And I asked her, well, what do you want? What do you want? And she just kind of paused and she said, I don't think I've, I've thought about that question in years. And I think that this is what women do is that it's insidious. And all of us as women are at this level at some, some degree in our lives where we're not asking ourselves, like, what do I want? What do I want related to my health? What do I want related to the kind of life I'm creating? What do I want to think? What do I want to feel? What do I want to create? What do I want to play in? How do, what do I want? And, and it takes confidence to ask that question and to just let yourself without excuses, without you know, explanation, just stand purely in, well, what do I want? I want to have fun. I want to be in creation. I want to be playful. I want to, I want to create connections with amazing women. I want, to, I want my voice to change the world. I want people to feel inspired in, in my presence. I want, and, and can we create that space for ourselves so that we can stand more boldly in what it is that we want? And, and that is rooted in the conversation. So we, we do a lot of asking ourselves, well, what do you want? What do you want? Mm -hmm. You have to know where you want in order to get there, in order right. to create the steps to get, to get what you want. But, but let me just say this too, Wendy. I think that a lot of times people are creating at the level of, of the physical. I want a cell phone. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah, a yeah. cell phone. I want, yeah. I want a new car. But it's that question of, well, what's the quality of experience? What do you want to think? What do you want to feel? What do you really want to generate? And then really revel in, well, what do you want? You know, and, and the manifestation isn't a bad thing. The cell phone's not a bad thing. The car's not a bad thing. But there's something before that. Yes. Yeah, because I mean, you can show up to work and just be kind of like ho hum and and kind of be in a, a blah mood and eat your lunch and but you could or you could show up and be happy and be joking with your coworker and be mm -hmm. super positive in the meetings. Like you can you can choose to show up in a different way to make your life richer and attract more of what you want to you. And this and because this is what I think the dichotomy is. We think it's either be 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 a blob or be happy. Mm -hmm. Right. But what if it's just being bold enough to be able to state what you want? You know what? I want more energy in my day. I want to have more fun. I want to be more playful. So it doesn't mean you have to just all of a sudden become it. It's that it'll happen more authentically if you own that that's what you want. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're wanting it in the energy of power with rather than power over. Yeah. Because if you're wanting to have fun and you're in power over, then I can't have fun because I have a full-time job. I can't have fun because I have to drive in this traffic every day. I, because something has power over you, which is being the reason for why you can't manifest or create the quality of experience that you want. Yeah, and it's so, so easy to fall into that victim mentality. Like, I can't yeah. be happy because of this, or yeah. I'm in a bad mood because of that. And you just, it's so many people fall into that trap almost where they just don't mm -hmm. have the mindset they need to have to enjoy their life. Yeah. Well, and so I want to just to call myself out because none of this work is about trying to stand up in front of anybody and say that I'm perfect and I'm already there. Part of my commitment is letting everyone know that I'm in this conversation and it's a committed conversation. And there's sometimes I fall off on my commitment. And last night, you know, my husband and I have a whole lot of life together. As you know, we moved down to Mexico, kind of reorganized our entire life um, and, and, and sometimes things 
aren't running as smoothly as maybe we would like them to. And being in a foreign country when it's not all planned out maybe kind of creates a little bit more stress, but I can't let that have power over me. But last night, man, my husband and I, we got into this kind of very um, victim-y conversation about what wasn't working. And the two of us went to bed and promptly woke up at three in the morning, just kind of like, you know, and, and so for me, it's owning that you're going to have moments of wobble and you're not failing when you do, you know, and it, it's, it, it, that's really important. And so it's like, okay, so you're going to have moments of wobble when in your confidence and you're going to go back and you're going to experience this side of your heart, which is the insecurity. But how do you acknowledge that as the wobble and say, Ooh, you know, a part of me was wobbling yesterday, but that's not all of me. And I'm committed to the practice of being in the empowered conversation. So again, not getting mad at yourself because you get stuck in a pattern, but really allowing yourself the, the grace to move to the other side of what I call the continuum of your life, you know, and, and, and move over to that generous space where you're having a conversation that actually feels good, where you're having a conversation for possibility rather than no possibility, right? Because boy, I call it balloon popping, you know, we could just, well, how's that going to work? Well, how's that going to work? And we just like, you know, we pop all the balloons we try to launch and we never get to really enjoy just launching the ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so important to talk about how you know, the, the ebb and flow, it's normal to have ebb and flow in your, your mood and your, in your confidence, but the, the lows help you experience the highs and you're feeling really, really good. You know, you can have, you have far more appreciation for that when you, you have had the lows and not felt so great. Well, and we have to give ourselves permission. This is why permission is so important because we're not giving ourselves permission. We're basically kind of crucifying ourselves and judging ourselves and blaming ourselves and criticizing ourselves. You know, it, it, it's the exact opposite. You really just want to give yourself permission to have that moment where you've just fallen out of your practice. And then, okay, I give myself permission to get back into my, my practice because this isn't about perfection. And I think this is an interesting time to maybe bring up this because I think a lot of women struggle with this need to get it right. You know, a, a lot of women struggle with needing to be perfectionists or, or, or are being perfectionists. Um, you've got, we've got a lot on our plates. We're trying to get it all done and we're trying to get it all done right. And um, I, there, was a, there was a study at the Harvard Business School where the women in the business class, they were actually, um, they were testing as high as the men. So they were getting as, as, as good of grades on the tests as the men, but they were grading lower than the men in the class. And it was interesting because they sent in a bunch of researchers to figure out what was going on. And what they found out is that 50% of the class grade was based on participation, right? And women were not giving themselves permission to raise their hand. And the only reason that was different, this is what they found, is that women were more likely to raise their hand if they knew they knew the answer. So, okay, I'll get involved, I'll, I'll speak up if I know I'm right, if I know I have the answer, where men give themselves permission at a different level, they would raise their hand if they thought they knew the answer. It's like, oh, I think I know it, I'll, okay, well, I'll put it out there. And so this very different level of permission that men and women give or grant themselves has a fundamental impact on how we participate and then the impact that we have and then the fun that we get to create. 
And so this is really insidious because a lot of this has been passed down in the paradigm that we've been living in for years. You know, women have not, have not been given permission in a lot of ways. And so part of what we talk about in the Confident Woman program is don't play the game the way the game has been created. Because the game is inherently one that women, are, it wasn't designed for women to win. You know, so I have to give myself a different level of permission with respect to what it is that I want to generate, what it is that I want to create within my families, within my office, you know, uh, relationships in, in, in my, work, my work life. And uh, that, that piece of permission is one that we do a lot of exploration on. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love that we're talking about this because a big, big theme for me right now is mindset, really trying to show up and really enjoy my day, enjoy my daughter, enjoy my relationship, enjoy my work. You know, you know there can be nitpicky things that are irritating and, you know, when you're working and working with a team of people and, you know, you can it can be uh, stressful and, and whatnot, but I'm trying to just enjoy uh, as much as I can and have a lot of gratitude. And so that's why I wanted to do this show with you because I think a lot of people also, they, you know, really need to be mindful and intentional in how they're showing up in the world mm -hmm. because, you know, you, this life is so short. This, I mean, I cannot oh. believe that I am going to be 47 this year and I want to enjoy yeah. the enjoy. rest of my life. I deserve yes. to enjoy my life and be happy. And yes, so I want yes. to have the show to help other people tap into this really essential resource to, yeah. to do so and have like develop this skill set and this practice to be able to do that. Yeah. And being in that conversation. And, and what I would say is we talk so much about mindset, which is so important, but the next really important step, and I was just envisioning uh, you as the, the leader of your organization, how many of us leave it in our mind? You know, so we're in this mindset of I want to enjoy, but then the next step is that sense of give yourself permission to let people know that that's your mindset. So it takes confidence to share your mindset with other people, you know, and, and, and it's that sense of when you start a meeting, you can say, and you can just be very transparent that, you know, look, it's my intention that we enjoy the work that we're doing together. It's my intention that we feel grateful that we have the opportunity to do this work and affect people's health. So it's like, how do I give myself permission within the confidence conversation to take my mindset and really make it manifest and give myself permission to start sharing it with other people? Because I think that that's where mindset like stops. Yeah, you know, we yeah. think that mindfulness is like, oh, I'm, I'm going to write it in my journal and I'm going to keep it in my journal and my, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to meditate on my journal and everything. But, but the next level is giving voice, you know, to what is it that you want to think? And I when I and I'll, I'm going to share something for me because this was so in line with what you're saying. One of the, the, the mindsets I know and I, I feel like I don't know what I believe about past lives or future lives or who knows, but for whatever reason, I know that I deserve to feel good. And for me, that's a real benchmark in my relationships, my conversations. Is this generating a good feeling for me? Does it feel like this or does it feel like this? I deserve to feel good. And so I translate that into my relationship with my husband in order to have these confident conversations that are grounded in me getting what I want and what I need and creating that, that environment that feels good. And when my husband and I fight, we'll actually fight around the idea of feeling good. And I'll look at him and I'll say, you know what, Jared, you deserve to feel good. And I deserve to feel good. 
and this doesn't feel good. I love this argument. (laughs) I mean, it's a good argument, right? But but part of confidence isn't about you winning and the other losing. That part of confidence is knowing that it's my intention to create an environment that feels good and it feels good when everybody wins. I'm committed to playing a different game. I'm not playing win-lose. I'm playing win-win. You know, I am the joyous creator of my environment. And so how do I really give myself permission to fight through my mindset, to debate through my mindset, to uh, have conversations through my mindset, to laugh through my mindset? But I have to bring it into the, into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love what you said about the arguments. I mean, with your your spouse or the person that you're in a partnership with, it's so easy to fall into that. I'm right and you're wrong, or look at them as an opponent, or look at them, you know, as a, a rival, and yep. and get in that power struggle with them. And this is a a big theme in so many different relationships. And you can approach it from such a different. Uh, a positive space and have the same conversation, mm-hmm. address the same issues, but come from a very come at it from a very different perspective and a, a yeah. confidence and positivity and to mm-hmm. get what you want instead of fighting for what you deserve. You know, that's right. Yeah. And you have to pay for it. But it's like I mean, and that's what I and I love that you're bringing this up because that's how insidious power over is. I would love whoever's listening to this podcast to think about and kind of just take this idea into your, into your week. Am I being power over with right now or am I being power with? Like, am I really being win-lose? Am I, am I listening to set that person up for failure? Which how many times in relationships we do that? You're just waiting for them to give you that next piece of ammo that you're going to shoot back, right? <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, my husband has said, don't ever get in a fight with a motivational speaker because it ain't pretty. <laughs> you're not going to win. No, Because it ain't pretty. <laughs> but, you know, it's this sense of we can shoot back at one another. And, 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 and all of us get stuck in, in power, these power struggles. And it takes a really confident human being to pull out of that game and say, I'm not going to play that game anymore. You know, and I will even when I'm arguing with Jared, I'll look at him and I'll say, look, you are going to walk successfully away from this conversation. But right now I have some things that I need to say in order for and because this is not about hiding our emotions. This is not just about SNN smile and nod and acting like everything's okay. This is about honoring yourself so much that you are arguing towards a solution, but you're actually allowing your emotions the dignity of their experience. So it's not about not feeling upset. It's not about not feeling angry. It's about saying, oh, that anger is an indicator that a conversation needs to be had rather than my anger is something that you need to solve or something that you have created, which is giving someone else your power, right? So now it's that sense of if I'm having a, and and sometimes I can't solve it. And it takes confidence to say, you know, I don't know what's wrong right now, but I'm committed to be in a conversation that's going to be uncomfortable in a loving way that's going to lead us to a greater connection. So you set the context. Yeah. And how many people have been in a relationship and they're having this conversation with themselves? Oh, I would be happy if you just didn't do this. You didn't act this way or the, or the, the, your mate is kind of hanging their happiness on you like Mm -hmm. if you didn't behave this way we wouldn't get in an argument or if you didn't act you know if you weren't this way this would i could be happy 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, you, you need to, to be able to deal with that and overcome that, be in a really confident, positive space and, and have a much different take on that. Because mm-hmm. that's just and not going to work. Yeah, it, it's not going to work because at the end of the day, everyone's responsible for themselves, right? And we kind of all get this intellectually, but when we're in that power over struggle, we either want to take someone's power away or we give our power away. And we do it every day. You know, we do it every day. And so we do it out of fear too. Oh, huge fear. Absolutely. I mean, I think power over is rooted in fear. It requires you to be fearful, right? You feel like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I mean, that's really what it is, right? Like that's that sense of something's going to happen. And how do I move over? And it's making this invitation. I know this is such a a basic example, but I love it. My little seven-year-old, he always does that to me. Like, when I heart you, mom. And one day it just kind of went in so deep and I was like, ooh, you know, that it is, that is the heart right there. And that that's all of me in this continuum that I get to open up to myself. And the more graciously I can invite myself over to be in power with, to really stand in authentic confidence, to be in a generous conversation with myself, you know, and just take a deep breath when I'm over here and go, okay, I'm just in a power a paradigm. I don't want to be in right now. Okay, but I know that there's something else that I can walk towards. So you're just giving yourself permission in a way that's more loving. Because I don't know about you, but I am really critical. And you know what, Wendy, you would, you would know this out of anyone. We used to go to many, 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 many years ago. We used to go to lots of different parties in Los Angeles. And I'll tell you, LA is tough on your ego when you're uh, young. Yes, and maybe yes. really tough when you're old. I don't know. Because there's a lot of beautiful, been- thin women running around, actresses and models and things like that. And and even if you are really attractive, you can still feel uh, not so attractive. Because and of- I remember sitting on my bed at the, before we would go to some of these parties and I would be weeping because my insecurities would just come up and whack me in the face. You know, and I was, I, I didn't feel pretty enough or I didn't feel whatever enough, tall enough, right? I, um, I didn't feel whatever enough. And so I think that all of us as, as women, we can really identify that we go to these spaces and there's, there's something that just triggers it, right? We all have these triggers. And for me, I used to be really hard on myself when I went there. And so I kept myself there too long. And so I started to develop things like a personal anchor statement. So just so I can introduce myself to you, my name is Susan Leahy and I am a loving, powerful, committed woman. You know, and, and these three words, my family has an anchor, my marriage has an anchor, and you know what, I have an anchor. Because sometimes the sea of life is rocky and we get sick, we don't feel well and there's health issues and there's relationship discrepancies and the sea of life can rock around you. But do you have an anchor to hold on to to remind you where you're trying to get? You know, I'm not always a loving, powerful, committed woman, but that sure is my goal. You know, that's, that's who I'm up to being in the world. And most of us don't even have an anchor to remind ourselves when we're sitting in that pit, just criticizing ourselves. So how do we insert practices? And that's a lot of the work that we do in the Confident Woman program is really setting participants up to be in a conversation that will insert practical, simple practices that will add to and expand their conversation in the moment so that they can ground themselves and enroll back into a more healthy conversation. Yeah, can you give us a like a specific example from your Confident Woman program that can help the listeners kind of relate to their circumstances in a more positive way? 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's a great question. One of the one of the tools um, I just think is so powerful, and you might need to take this in. So if it doesn't if it doesn't translate right when I say it, just take a deep breath and just let yourself think about it. Is one of the tools that we support you in thinking about is to hold every single thing that's happening as a neutral event. Because what happens is, let's say I'm driving my car and somebody rear-ends me. That seems like something that's just happened to me, right? But really what's happened? Oh, I just got into a car accident. Because what happens is we immediately start to apply uh, meaning to a situation. We make it good, we make it bad, we make it right, we make it wrong, we make it scary, we make it, we, we, we apply an immediate meaning which then wraps us up into a reaction. So if you can take the energetic space to just take an intentional deep breath in and hold whatever happened as a neutral event, it's not negative, it's not positive, it just is. Then all of a sudden you've given yourself the space to choose. Because most of us are not choosing, we're reacting. Most of us are not responding, we're just jumping in and believing. You know, we're, we're kind of grabbing on to that first reaction. My, my kids, I love this one. I looked at them, I said, you know, Connor, you know you're more than your first reaction. And so everybody has a first reaction. And what happens is we grab onto that first reaction, believing that first reaction is true, and then we carry it all the way through our day. And, and so when my kids have a reaction, when I have a reaction, when my business partner has a reaction, I'll look at them and I'll say, you know, you're more than your first reaction. Do you want to choose a different response? So now all of a sudden you're just getting yourself permission to hold things more neutral. You know, you are not your first reaction. Everything that happens to you is a neutral event. It's neither good, it's neither bad, and you get to apply the meaning. Now, and so we, these are the kind of tips. I love these tips. This, like, whenever we're having a conversation, I get all these little yummy tidbits of things right. that you can apply. And I think it's so important that, that everyone listening right now sign up for Susan's Confident Woman program. I'm not, I, I say that because I just really relish all of the kind of, you know, relationship and personal and professional advice that I've gotten from you and just always get so much out of our conversations. And I know that everyone listening will get so much out of this, out of this course to up level themselves personally and professionally mm -hmm. and then their relationships. And, and I use some of the, so many of the skills that, that you've taught me over the year, over the years uh, to just, just feel better. You know, that's what everyone yeah. wants. They just want to feel good. They just want to feel yeah. better. And you, this is a practice with some skill, a skill set behind it that you have to learn yeah. to deploy into your life. So want, well, is there anything else you want to share about your, your Confident Woman program? Well, I, you know, the one thing I do want to say is I've been in the world of, um, of, of, uh, of personal transformation for a very long time. And I've gone to lots of workshops and lots of trainings. I've learned a lot of great things. But I will tell you, as a woman, many times I have sat in that room and I've listened to somebody share their content, make their pitch, share their story, and somehow it made me feel like I wasn't enough. It made me feel like I wasn't doing something right. And I always thought that that was unique. Why am I going to a motivational program to feel demotivated about who I am? Mm -hmm. You know, and so one of the things <laughs> that I think is different about the way I'm holding this conversation is that I do not believe that that women and the women I work with are broken or that they're a problem that needs to be fixed. 
you know, and, and first of all, it's like we need to step out of that. You know, what it is, is that this is an empowered conversation that we get to have. And so my goal is to support you in understanding how to start having that empowered conversation so that you can have more empowered uh, relationships with yourself first. I want women to feel empowered and confident. I don't want them to feel deficient or criticized. And so we're going to talk a lot about some very specific issues in the program, but I think what I love about what we've created is it's a really safe and powerful and loving and generous community where we're going to be really seeking and seeing and talking about how to move people to the next level, not how to, you know, fix their deficiencies. That's not, that's not what we're, we're doing. Yeah. And so where can we find your course and sign up? Yeah. So um, there is a link I'm sure that you're going to be providing to everyone. If you just go to confidentwomanprogram.com and you can sign up for the program there. It starts on March 13th. And the one thing I do want to say is this is really is a special program because I am doing all of the webinars live. So it's 12 weekly webinars and we're going to be doing, um, you know, following that confidence flow model, giving you some very specific, because that's important for me. This is not just a, a theoretical conversation. These are real practices you can integrate. So we'll be doing 12 weeks of uh, live webinars. They will be recorded if you can't attend. And then I want to support you to stay in that confidence conversation. So we're going to give you 52 weeks of audio affirmations and audio lessons so that for 15 minutes a week, we just remind you gently and lovingly to be in your own confidence conversation. You know, the Dalai Lama said that the world will be saved by the Western woman. You know, and I believe that women, we have the power to really be in a more empowered conversation and shape what's happening on this planet. We are powerful creators. And so I'm excited to be in this conversation with you. Yes, because women are the consumers of health information primarily and health supplements and products and programs. Yes. So we, we kind of steer that ship for the health of our spouse, the health of our children, the health of our family. And you want to do that with, from a confident space. And you need to take care of yourself first. So many women are not taking care of themselves, ignoring themselves and taking care of everyone else. And it's so admirable, but you have to be show up for yourself first. And yeah. that's something that for me has been really, really important in the last yeah. few years, showing up for myself, loving myself, getting in a good mindset, owning mm -hmm. it that I want, you know, what, what it is that I want so that I can share that with my family and with you guys too, with my listeners. Yeah. And it's a skill set you have to learn. So it's great. There's a wonderful place you can go to to develop and employ that skill set. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I really appreciate you, Wendy Myers. I love the work that you're doing in the world and the conversation that you're in and and all the reasons that you're in this conversation. You know, your your dad was a, a lucky man to have you as his daughter. Oh. Yeah, well, Susan, thanks so much for coming on the show. And we want to thank your mom for just imparting all this wonderful knowledge because I knew your mom too. And she was such yeah. a wonderful, positive spirit. And she imbued that in you and shared that with you. And you're just such yeah. a wonderful person. And so I love being your friend, love having these conversations with you. And just was so excited to have you on the show because I just, your positivity is infectious. Yeah. And I you know you guys can feel it, you know, and that's you know what so we did fun. not say, you know, what we did not say is that my mom was a professional clown, uh, you know, <laughs> my mom was too. <laughs> Our moms were both professional clowns. <laughs>
<laughs> yes, these are happy women. <laughs> women. That's why you got to have some fun, you know, whatever that looks like for you. But we can yes. bring it in because you deserve to enjoy your life, you yes. know, and feel good. And so, I mean, one last piece, I know that we're buttoning it up, but what you said about that sense of like, when, what I find is when women finally start taking, I'm going to take space for myself, there's this level of anger, right? Like we're doing it from like, you know, power over. And, and, and all of a sudden we're mad at the people that we want to love because I got to take time for myself. And it's like, <laughs> how can we just confidently just take time for ourselves? Yeah. And that that energy doesn't have to be because I'm not being able to give anything to anyone else or I have to say no to anything that I'm doing. It's just confidently taking time for myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone, thanks for tuning in. Go check out Susan's program, confidentwomanprogram.com. And had a really nice time today. Had a, a lot of fun today talking to you, Susan. So everyone, thanks for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week.